can you hear me? <gasps> yes. How clear of you. Wow. Wow. I can hear you. Okay, we're all set. Hey, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Carol. And this is Kind Kind of Fun. fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you guys, look at us. We're being consistent. Consistency. Yeah. And I have three exams this week. So everybody better be thankful that I graced you with my presence this week. (laughs) I know I'm thankful. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Ah, just kidding. Yeah, I'm about to go into my three in a row of working at li- out online. Hello, at night. Working online. <laughs> um, I work at night, as we all know. So right. I'm about to go into my three in a row. I'm sleeping tomorrow. I work tomorrow night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night. This is a Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Memorial Happy Day. Monday. My gosh, my they don't know. So I purchased a microphone, everyone, for the pod. And and it has revolutionized my audio because, as we know, if you've listened to any of our other episodes, you know that Lindsay's audio, for some reason, is jacked every Boo-boo time. Trash, big <laughs> trash sometimes. Yeah, and Carol's like always seems to work out fine. I don't know why it's my audio that freaks out, but anyway, I purchased actually my my Noah purchased a microphone for me. Which was Bye very Noah. kind. My Noah. So Noah and I um, recently purchased two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and we're picking them up. So today's Monday. We're picking them up the next Sunday. So six days from now. And we are so excited. And they're going to be 10 weeks old. They're going to be little tiny fluffy boo-boos. And they are <laughs> almost here. We've been, we purchased them back in like march like early march and because our other dog died i don't know if i've said that on here either (laughs) our other dog died rest in rest in peace bell rest in peace bell i know i was listening to one of our older episodes the other day and i was talking about her and how she knocked the lamp over and i was like wow that's actually kind of really emotional (laughs) that's actually so sad so anyway bell died so we bought two dogs and we bought them back in march but they were obviously like really little so they couldn't be picked up so we're picking them up on sunday and i'm so excited we slept this is gonna sound this is either gonna be really adorable or it's gonna be really embarrassing but i'm gonna tell you so we bought them little um what we're, we're calling them lovies, like little stuffed animal toys that can kind of be, you know, like when you buy a baby, a baby like blanket. A ba- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like we, their baby. Yeah. Other babies. One is a cow. That one's for Tex because Tex, cow, makes sense. <laughs> and then we got Otis, a little bear. And we slept with them last night in our bed and we're going to sleep with them all week so that when we give them to them, they smell like, like us. Oh, Yeah. So we've been sleeping with a little cow and a little bear in our bed <laughs> for our poopies. So we're trying to get a bunch of stuff to smell like us so that they feel yeah. good when they get here. It all no, smells I mean, the same. We tell all of our moms to, well, we tell the dads to take like the baby's first baby hat, like ever, that they get put, they get put on right after they're born 
you take that to your house and that's what you give your dog to smell because that's like what smell they'll smell the most whenever they meet the baby. And so we like always make sure that we keep that hat so that they can go share that with their animals at home. Oh, that's so cute. I didn't know it mattered like which hat, but it's like the specific, the first one that the baby wears ever. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I did not know. I could get into the nitty gritty details of why, but I think that the listeners would probably not appreciate They're that. like, we don't care. <laughs> so anyway, this time, next week, when we're recording, most likely, we'll have the new little doggies. <laughs> well, oh, you have a topic. Before we get to the real topic, Carol has a topic, a, a pre-topic topic. A, a pre-topic topic that I think is important to talk about. Yeah, she wants to discuss. I have been listening to Sour, the album, by our girl Olivia. And I have I have to take some time in order to listen to the album fully through, through a couple of times so that I can decide favorites. I did that with Taylor Swift's albums. Well, like her most recent, because I'm, I, I will not say that I'm a loyal old Taylor fan, but I love the new stuff. Anyway, um, long story short, I, all of our, the squirrels that we've talked about on here before, Mm -hmm. they all listened quite quickly and had like quick, um, thoughts and opinions on their favorite songs of her new album. And I had not listened yet. And so I didn't give my opinion because I didn't have one. But um, I now do. And I would like to converse with Lindsay about it. (laughs) Yes, we're going to converse. So here's the thing. I don't I would not consider myself an Olivia Rodrigo stan. (laughs) Only because I mean, we only know her from High School Musical, the musical, the series. And that show is a joke. It's I so mean, bad. don't get me wrong. I know the entire storyline and I've watched every single episode, but I watch it because it's hilarious and it's so bad. So, so give us your thoughts, Carol. Yes. My thoughts is, okay. Driver's license and deja vu are definitely like the top two out of the Really? Entire. That's so interesting. Yes. Okay. I like deja vu. I think I like better than driver's license, but I think it's because... <sighs> Well, one, you can listen to Deja Vu quietly and, like, vibe with it, or you can scream at it. Like, you can do both. <laughs> Honestly, and I fair. Feel, and I feel like Deja, and I feel like driver's license has to be screamed. Like, you can't, you yeah, can't. Yeah, you can't, you can't vibe. You can't vibe with d- driver's license. But besides that, I think that Favorite Crime is one of the best ones on the album. Mm-hmm. and then one step forward three steps back and then happier those are my three yeah I agree I think happier is probably my personal favorite well actually if you include driver's license and deja vu then I do think that deja vu is my number one top fave okay and I think for the same reasons but it's also just so good like I just there's no other way to describe it I know. But I do think that all of the slower songs on the album, aka the three that you just said, plus Traitor, are. Oh, Traitor is heartbreaking. Oh my God. Yeah. Like those slow songs are just iconic. Yeah. Like they are so good. 
Okay, well, that was good. I, I think Carol needed to get her feelings out about it. Glad we yes. could provide a space for you to get Thank your feelings out. Thank you so out. much. I feel better about expressing my feelings about this album. Um, we started doing like this whole like talk about the album with your top three favorites with the folklore everlore situation. Yeah. Because that was a lot to, to process. It was a lot to process. And Taylor just kind of wham bam pushed him out and that was crazy mm-hmm. and so I feel like I want to talk about this I like have the desire to talk about it so I like for that. allowing the space for me to talk about it of course anytime seriously it was a good time um but yeah we actually are going our main topic that was the pre-topic topic the pre-topic remember. we've been talking for 27 minutes about the topic um <laughs> But our original topic, the real topic, is actually a little bit more on the serious side. <laughs> a little bit more on the vulnerable, uh, what's another word? Emotional um, side. Just like, we're not going to be jokesters today. I mean, like, we're, like, like, we will joke around because it's us. But, like, our goal is to not make you laugh. It's to make you think it's a way for us to process our own emotions and thoughts and feelings. So yeah, we, thought we would take you along, you know, yeah. be, be real with y'all. Be real, be raw, be authentic, <laughs> authentic. That's the authentic. word I was looking for. Yeah, no. Cause Carol and I, I mean, really, you know, we, the, we've said this a billion times before, but this podcast was mainly just for us to keep up with each other and have an excuse to talk to each other on a semi-regular basis being so far away And we were like, you know, we want to look back and listen to these episodes and be like, wow, that was like where we were at, at that time in our lives. Yeah. And so this was kind of just our idea for kind of being a benchmark of like, you know, going through, thinking through, processing, all that stuff. But yeah, we're just going to talk about um, the Lord and what he's (laughs) teaching us lately because we've mentioned that we love Jesus on here and we make, you know, Christian jokes and stuff, <laughs> but we haven't really talked about Jesus. And so we wanted to just talk about, you know, our personal lives, what he's teaching us, what we're learning, what we're struggling with, you yeah. know, just kind of a, just kind of a spiritual life update, if you will. Yeah. And we don't want this to turn off anybody that necessarily doesn't agree with what we're saying this is again honestly more for us than for anybody just to say like hey this is where we're at and to show y'all that we do not have it all together and that we are not um you'll hear whenever I speak I'm struggling um with just like a lot of different things and processing different things and so um I don't want anybody to feel like oh just because I'm I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway. No, I, I think I, I think what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is just that just because you aren't a Christian doesn't mean that this you don't have like you don't have to skip this episode. Exactly. And yes. Yes. also like, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus or whatever, like I mean, as Christians, like our goal is to spread the gospel and like to right. be witnesses to Christ. And so this is just like a weird but like kind of cool opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, but we're not like trying to force anything down yes. anybody's throats. Right. Like this is we're not trying to, you know, beat you with the Bible or anything. Like we're just speaking from our personal experience and right. what 
like we've experienced and what we have learned and what like the Lord has done with us and through us and despite us. <laughs> and yeah, so, no, honestly. Yeah. It's just like, it's a hundred percent personal. So don't feel like what we're saying, you know, and I mean, you know, we could be wrong about stuff. Like that's one thing that I think Christians don't do enough is admit when they're wrong or admit when they've done something that they shouldn't have or handled something incorrectly. And so just know that like, just because we say stuff doesn't mean like, we're not the Bible. We're not Jesus. Like we're going to mess up and misrepresent. So just know that, you know, if we say something and people are like, "Mm, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, you know, I mean, we joke about how we have an email and an Instagram, but you really can say stuff. We would love to talk to you about it. (laughs) Yeah. Like Um, if honestly, of all of the topics, like this is the one Christianity and Christ and Jesus are all of the things that we would actually want to talk to people about. So, yeah. And yes, that's, that's exactly what I was trying to say, Lindsay. Thank you. I, I think that this is a topic that we kind of like scroll through all the different topics of like, okay, family vacations and like, you know, crazy things that we did in college and, you know, games and stuff like that. But now that we're here, and we're starting to talk about the fact that one, we're Christians, but two, like how it's affecting our lives and how the Lord is changing our lives and working in us. Like, I think that we should talk about it more just to have more opportunities for people to hear about it. And like, I pray that this is an opportunity for people to hear about Christ and not be intimidated by it, but see that like we are broken just as much as everybody else is. And so, um, anyway, I, I like the thought that it's, uh, it's an opportunity to share Jesus and not about us. Right. And don't worry, it'll still be fun. Carol and I make fun of each other constantly, even in the <laughs> even in the depths of serious heartfelt conversations, we somehow manage to make fun of each other. So I'm not I'm not concerned about the the comedic relief at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Somebody I will say this, somebody in my like small group class mm-hmm. um talked about giving the gift of going second to somebody else. Um and it's like taking the initiative to like break the ice for a group of people um, and giving the gift of having somebody else go second so that they feel more comfortable in the group. And I like have always like tried to kind of be the icebreaker. I kind of like being the icebreaker just to. Yeah, I feel like you're pretty like natural and good at that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I try to at least because sometimes I but some um. In college, I worried that I talked too much in small groups, so I, like, wouldn't want to talk because I didn't want to be annoying. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, but he, like, specifically talked about small groups and, like, in when you're in community, like, you can give the gift of going second for somebody that may not have the courage or want to necessarily, they want to speak up, but they just don't know how to. And so, um, anyway, I can give the gift of going second, um, by going first right now if that's helpful amazing okay lit um so i guess we can just i know we talked about how the lord worked in our lives in our adulting quarantine um those two separate things our quarantine episode um, yeah just like what we learned in quarantine in and quarantine stuff. right but there's a lot that's happened since then so I know. <laughs> remember like quarantine 
<laughs> LOL. That's a crazy, crazy, crazy. And like to think that tomorrow is June and like we're halfway through 2021 is mind blowing to me. But yeah, that is so crazy. Um, I, um, I definitely have gone through different phases with the Lord of how I'm relying on him or how I'm not relying on him. Um, and I have definitely seen the ebbs and flows of that. I think I'm trying to get settled and like find out who I am as a person and like as an adult and not as a college person or college kid or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so over the past six months, at least since graduation, um, it's been quite like a roller coaster, I would say, of my consistency with reading scripture and memorizing scripture and like being on fire for the Lord and then like not caring and like I get frustrated with myself because I, um, I like know I'm not consistent and then I like don't act on it. And so like, that's like a hard cycle to be in. But I think that I've definitely like seen the benefits of being, um, in scripture and like memorizing scripture and, and knowing what Christ says about me when I am very unsteady on my feet here. Um, so I would say that that's been something that's like, I've noticed this past week at church, it was so, so good. Um, and we were talking about Isaiah 33, Judah, this, the city of the nation of Judah is, um, being kind of condemned and, you know, seeing the judgment of the Lord and they are scared. And the Lord is like, if you just rely on me, like I will provide you with everything you need, but Mm -hmm. they don't trust that the Lord will do that and follow through. So they, the Assyrians are literally attacking them and they like go to them out of fear, um, to like find comfort. And they go to Egypt, which is the ones that enslaved them. They like go to that before they like trust Christ and trust the Lord with how he's going to be consistent which silly, like, silly. is so silly i'm like you're an idiot but like that we are those people like we are the ones that like run back to the things that we find comfort in that are mm-hmm. literally like they called them self-salvation strategies oh um, wow a I fancy know. name I for sin <laughs> it is sin um <laughs> but um anyway it's just like crazy to think like oh my gosh like i like look at these people and I'm like you're stupid like that's so dumb like why would you do that <laughs> screaming at the Israelites <laughs> you're, stupid. you're stupid and then I'm like wait I'm stupid <laughs> I'm like that's me and so anyway it was like a good um, just that, time yet yeah, time wow I'm, I'm rambling a lot but that like I am I'm in need as much as these silly Israelites are, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, sure. I like run back to things that are, that are forming me not into somebody that's more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, and I choose that over and over again. And it looks obviously different than running to Assyria, but um, I just like, anyway, those are some thoughts just, just to, to no, those are good. I think that everyone who has been a Christian can relate to inconsistency in the word. Like at some point, I feel like in every Christian's life, you have a moment where you're not like, you know, getting the daily thing. What would you say? I just thought of a question. Oh my gosh. Ask me. What would you say like is 
like basically, I guess for you in this moment, like what is what 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 makes it hard for you to be consistent? Like what is it? Like what is it that makes it inconsistent? You yeah. know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a reason or an excuse, but I um hold on to the time that I'm not sleeping or working a lot, and I um. The days that I do work, I wake up at 4 p.m. and I'm exhausted when I wake up. And like the thought of sitting there and like reading and being convicted and I'm like, that just is exhausting already. And so like I, um, again, just I just like push it off because I'm like, I don't want to deal with it when I like need to make a lunch and I need to get ready and I have to stay up all night and like, you know, which I it's like it's when I say it out loud, it sounds like an excuse to me. Like that's, there should be no reason that I am apprehensive about reading God's word when it could be so energizing and rejuvenating and like helpful. And I could find contentment in that instead of, you know, sitting on my phone and being lazy, you know? So yeah, I think though it's fair because I mean, yeah, like, I won't say that it's like not an excuse, but honestly, like it's, it's pretty valid because a lot of what daily Bible reading is, is discipline and discipline thrives on having a routine Right. and you and your schedule, like there's literally no such thing as routine. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you work nights and you don't work the same nights every week. So it's not even like you can you're like, okay, Monday night I'm going to work and Tuesday night I'm going to work. It's like, you know, your nights are different every time and you have to flip your schedule and stuff. So it can, I can definitely see how it would be really hard to get into a routine and therefore have discipline to do that stuff if you don't really have a routine in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I de- I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Cause I like, get, I'm like really hard on myself cause I go through these phases of like, I don't have routine. I, I literally, there's no such thing as routine whenever you work nights or days, just because you have like your schedule changes literally every week. And so I, um, have to like plan ahead for sleeping, but I need to plan ahead for reading scripture too. You know, I, I think that it, I think it really could happen. Um, and it's just hard because people are like, do it the first thing when you wake up in the morning. And I was like, well, (laughs) I wake up at 4 p.m. So 4 p.m. And like, I, I really could do it then. I think it's just a matter of, of discipline and having discipline. And that's something that I have kind of struggled with and being consistent and having the discipline to, to do that. Like I'm, I'm working on being more disciplined in like immediate prayer. And like, if I say I'm going to pray for somebody that I like immediately pray for them and not, mm-hmm. you know, just say like, I'll be praying for you. And then it's like three weeks later. And I'm like, how'd that go? Didn't pray for you, but hope it went okay. How was that? <laughs> no, for sure. So, anyway, I think that routine is definitely something that benefits reading scripture, but it could be a routine of just like at least a daily time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, but I appreciate you seeing the side of things that I'm seeing. I think a lot of times people, AKA everybody that tries to read the Bible, sees reading the Bible as a chore, 
or sees it as a lot of work because maybe you're reading a passage that you don't really understand and you have to do a lot of research and you have to study and like blah, blah, blah. But I think that if, you know, you change the perspective and look at Bible reading more as like a rest, Mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, I'm actually just getting to like be with Jesus, you know? Yeah. And like rest in that, then it's like less of a chore. And then maybe it would feel less exhausting, you know? That's such a great idea for sure. For sure. Like use that as like your rest time and as your downtime. Yeah. Yeah. What a great idea. But I'll try that. <laughs> uh, my small group, my small group is currently going through the gospels. Oh, we love that. I know. I know. And I have not been consistent this week. And so I have like eight chapters to read before 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh my. What, what gospel are you, are you reading? Matthew? Did you start at Matthew? Yeah, I'm Matthew. Um, okay. Which isn't too bad. It's really not too bad. Um, no, it honestly is really not that bad. For those that don't know, the Matthew, <laughs> the Matthew, the, the Matthew. Gospels, the Gospels are the first four books in the New Testament, and they're basically all about Jesus' life and what he did while he was on Earth. So compared to like freaking Leviticus and like all of the trash books in the Old Testament that gosh, are that's so a confusing, down. yeah, that's a big thumb. I mean, sorry, the Bible isn't trash. I the didn't Bible say that. isn't trash. It's just it's just like the laws of a pigeon and how yeah, it's like used as a sacrifice. Yeah. The Gospels are some of the easier or like more more of a light read you know i would just say they're more they're easily more applicable to like connecting with christ because like yeah. at the end of the day we're wanting to become more like christ aka sanctification yeah and it's easier to be like how would christ live how would right. christ handle this situation when it's literally talking when about it's Jesus. like written about yeah i'm like reading the beatitudes which is like literally this whole sermon that Jesus speaks on. And so that's like my next chapter is all of that. So, Mm -hmm. but I will throw in a podcast helping podcast, not like like the Bible recap needs help. But if you haven't read the Bible recap or heard of the Bible recap, it is a podcast that goes through the Bible chronologically. And she has like a study every day. Um, that she like goes through each little segment of scripture. Anyway, it's oh my gosh, it's extremely helpful, and so I would highly recommend it if you have not heard about it. Nice, but that's a lot about me, Lindsay. <laughs> How have you found um, the Lord working in your life? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. So, okay, I'm. This is not trying. To, I'm not trying to flex on you, Carol. I'm not trying to be boastful. <laughs> Are you literally about to be like, this has been the most consistent I've ever been in scripture and I feel so amazing. <laughs> no, no. I was going to say this is some of the most consistent that I have been in my Bible reading. But I will also say that it's been approximately like this year as in like the last six months. And so the six months out of the 10 years that I've been a Christian that I haven't been consistent. So um you know, I say that this is the most consistent time, but I also will say that this is probably the first time in my entire walk with Christ that I have been consistent in my Bible reading. So but that's still a win. That's amazing. I'm excited that yeah. that's happening. And I mean, I say consistent, but I honestly, you know, I definitely have weeks where I don't. Sorry, I'm trying to get my stand hour. Okay. Um, I definitely 
still have weeks where I don't do it every day or whatever. My my general like way I read is I do it in the mornings and I read every weekday. So I only read five days a week. And then Saturday I take off, which probably isn't a good idea, but I do. And then Sunday we have church. So that's like, oh, that's a good idea. though. What I consider my church, my Jesus time is going right. to church. So I only read five days a week. So my consistent is I read every weekday basically. And I still, even then I already cut off two days and I still have days where I don't read. But anyway, um, I read through John. I just finished John. It literally took me way too long. It took me a long time. But Do honestly, you read only one chapter at a time. I don't even read a chapter. I read so like my you know how the Bible has like those titles, uh-huh. like the subtitles. I read like a subtitle section a day because oh. I like to go to commentaries and like read commentaries about it. Uh-huh. And those are usually like 10 verses or whatever so i read oh i'm about to sneeze oh just kidding i read through like that subtitle section and then i read through a commentary and i like take notes and stuff and so sometimes you know my bible reading is 20 minutes and sometimes my bible reading is over an hour it just depends on how long the section is. is okay and how long how much of the commentary I'm like taking in and reading and like, cause some of them, you know, you can have a really long passage, but like, it's pretty self-explanatory. So like the commentary doesn't have that much to say. Right. But when I was reading through John, I, um, I don't know. I really liked it. I had never read through John and I hadn't, I don't think I've ever read through like all of the gospels all the way through. That was the first one that I had like just straight up read. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know you see a lot of oh, I was saying you see a lot of Jesus humility and just like how he lived and that was really convicting for me because I am very prideful <laughs> uh, and um, I have moments a lot of the time where I feel like I know what's best and I want to do things my way and my way is also better because I've done all of this research and I've done all of this thinking and I've thought of every possible scenario that could happen based on this situation and I've come up with the best one and so just like reading how he not only first of all Jesus is the king of literally everything right and the man like in John 13 it's the passage about uh Jesus washing the disciples feet and it's like this man literally Not only did he come down to earth, which is freaking terrible. It already sucks. And he gets down on the floor and washes the dirtiest, nastiest, most disgusting part of every person's human body, their feet, especially back then because they didn't wear shoes and they walked everywhere. So they were disgusting and like didn't even complain about it and like actively did it. And like, I don't know, that passage like really convicted me. And I literally have thought about it since I've read it. But since then, I've moved on from John. So basically, the Lord was just telling me, like, step off your pedestal, my girl, because you're not Jesus. And you're also acting like you literally deserve everything and you just don't. (laughs) 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 
We um, love God reality checks you. We love when God reality checks me. <laughs> um, but now I'm reading Acts because I was trying to decide if I should read Acts or Revelation. And I decided that I wasn't emotionally prepared for Revelation. <laughs> so Sounds good. I'm reading Acts. And right now I'm reading about the early church. And it's so cool just to see how different the church was then and how mm-hmm. much like passion they had for the gospel and yeah. just like how fast it moved. And like, yes, this morning I read like Saul's conversion on the road to Damascus. Oh, And so we're like, we're getting into Paul's life. Like we're about to, you know, meet the man who freaking wrote the entire new Testament. Yeah. And so that's been pretty cool too. Um, but I don't know. I'd say overall, I'm just, you know, I'm being humbled man i'm being humbled so many different directions (laughs) hey that's a great thing to be you know like that i think about like oh my gosh he cares for us so deeply like i i'm blown away by the by the amount of love that is and like attention and time and um you know, it, there's like, it's, and it's, it's nothing right. that he is actively working in your life to be, to humble you so that you can get like, that's ridiculous to me. It's like, like, why, why on earth would you care that much? But he does and he rejoices in it and I can rejoice in him through it. So, um, anyway, I'm excited for you to be humbled because that means <laughs> that he's working in you. And I that's know. exciting to hear. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it, like, hurts in the moment, but, like, you know that it's going to do a lot of good. Yeah. And I think especially because – so I'm in PT school. I'm in grad school. And there's just a lot of, like, non-believers, basically, in my class. And I've just been – and there's been a little bit – I won't go too deep into it, but there has been just, like – a little bit of drama with like how the Christians of our class have handled like the non-believers in our class. And it's really like forced me. I think the, the fact that the Lord has humbled me has really forced me to like step back and think like, okay, like these, you know, non-believers are not just like pawns that we're supposed to write for the gospel. Right. Like these are real people with real issues and, like have been really hurt most of the time by religious, you know, things like the church as a whole or people who say they're Christians. And like that, honestly, that's what I've noticed is that that's been the biggest like hold back from people that I met and like encountered and heard about who don't know the Lord or don't love the Lord anymore is that like the church or someone they knew that was a Christian has like significantly hurt them. And so I think that because the Lord has taught me so much about humility, it's like kind of given me a way to look at all of those situations and kind of step back and be like, wow, like that really sucks for them. Like that they experienced that and like how much good can, you know, the Lord do through someone like me or someone, you know, someone else in my class who doesn't treat them like garbage you know like even if we don't have gospel conversations even if we don't talk about the lord at all just that they know that i'm a christian and they know that i don't think they're ridiculous and stupid right like that in itself is a whole like that in itself is a witness opportunity you know and so 
I think that that's really what it is because otherwise, you know, pre humility, <laughs> I would have, you know, stepped in and been like, Oh my, Oh my gosh, you guys are wrong and you need to change your lives. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's just, it's made me a lot more approachable. It's made me a lot more, uh, you know, quick to listen and slow to speak, which is probably good for everybody. I'd say <laughs> That's so exciting to hear though. Like that's, I know. that's something that I know that you have been like noticing, you know, that you've like, um, you have come with thoughts and emotions towards situations that like people are not doing the right thing, you know? And, and mm-hmm. that is, I know that that can be hard for you to see that there is a right and wrong and people are actively choosing the wrong and like that's frustrating I think for anybody but I've seen it be frustrating for you and so I'm I'm excited and proud to hear that the Lord is moving in your life to where that isn't detrimental and it's something that you can show him more to so that's Mm -hmm. exciting oh that was so nice but yeah, it's been a lot. I've honestly been really sad for just like non-believers in general lately. I've noticed them a lot more and I've seen them around me a lot more. And it's just like really sad. It's honestly hard to even be happy about things when you have so many people that don't know the Lord around you. It's so sad. It is sad. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. But it's been good. It's been a good time. I've enjoyed it. Um, I do like reading my Bible, which is exciting. That's I good. Used, um, can't say that my consistency will last forever, but it's here now. So I'm, hey, I'm riding the wave. We're riding the waves. We're riding the good and the bad waves, you know? So, yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that I'm eventually going to get to the point where, um, you know how there's there's times where you're like, your heart like your body needs to go so your heart can follow. Like you just like start doing something and then your heart is like, oh, like this is going to be good. And like consistency is going to look like this, but um, like we're going to try and then be praying for is excitement and desire to read scripture and see how scripture is playing out in my life. And it's interesting you say that there's people around you that are non-Christians because, and it's like affecting you. I like have been in, placed in situations where um prosecution is a very very strong word that I don't think is necessarily accurate but there have been times where words have been spoken against Christianity because other people believe different things and they have the right to believe whatever they want to believe but it's it's definitely something I was not prepared to hear by going into my job and so mm-hmm. On top of like learning my new job, learning how to do it the job and like meeting all these new people. I also like want to make it clear, like you were saying earlier with the people around you that I am a Christian and like, this is the way I act and this is why I act the way I do. And mm-hmm. I, I hope that they can be considerate and kind and loving towards that and not be just because of the label of Christian, like they're open to being friends, you know? Yeah, it's always hard. I've thought about that a lot, too, because especially because there's so much bad representation of Christ in the church. And I mean, we all fall short. Like, let's. Oh, 100 percent. You know, like, that's not. We are in that group. Yeah, like we are in that group. But like, there's so much bad representation of Christ that, you know, 
like you're saying, like simply saying I'm a Christian automatically puts you in that box of like hatred and bigotry and like all this stuff. When in reality, like, you know, you don't, you don't think a lot of things about certain people, but like people think that you do. And I think that that's honestly what frustrates me the most. And I do it to people too. Like I do it to, and this isn't necessarily like a Christian or non-Christian thing. This is just like in general, like you just assume that people think certain things because of the way they grew up or the school they went to or the major that they're in or the political party that they associate with or whatever. Like you just assume that people think certain things and then like kind of put them into a box before you even meet them. And I think that a lot of like well-meaning Christians are put into like the bigotry box just because of what so much of like people who call themselves Christians, people who associate themselves with the church do and act, especially like on the big scale, like, you know, media and all of that trash. So it can be hard to like step up and say things. But at the end of the day, like the people that really know you are the people that really know you, you know? Yeah, for sure. So. And again, like, like this is like, it's an, it's an opportunity to say like, that's not, that's not how I'm sorry that you've experienced people that are like that to you. Like I, hope that that is not how you view me and that like I at the end of the day I don't want you to see Christ as a representation of that like Mm -hmm. I want you to see Christ in a totally different way because we fall short of how Christ is and like there is nothing but good that comes from him so I hope that you see that instead of how we fall short right exactly and I think that that's something that's good to communicate to people who have been hurt by Christians or hurt by the church is like I said this recently, like people, even Christians, even the church will 100% always disappoint you, but like the Lord and the Holy Spirit and Christ, like they, I just named the Trinity. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, God, like God does not disappoint people. Like, yes, yes. That's, and that's the difference is like, even when we fall short, he doesn't. Right. And I and people don't like Christians don't say that enough. Like we're freaking really prideful in the church. And yes. Oh my gosh. Think that we have it all together and put on this perfect little face to go to Sunday school and it's like no, like you're here because you suck. Like you yeah. are here because you're a sinner. I'm here because I'm a sinner and I mess up, but that's not the point. The point is that Jesus isn't a sinner. Like Jesus didn't mess up. God doesn't mess up. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like people don't say that nearly enough. I totally agree. And we, again, we talked about that. We're going through the book of Isaiah at my church that I go to. Oh, that's so exciting. And yeah, it's been, it, they said at the beginning, it was a 16 month process. I was like 16 that's months. So- Are you literally kidding me? Like, okay, I'm going to learn more about the Israelites and how we, they are falling short, just like I fall short and how the Lord is so gracious and so kind and so just like waiting and how he has open Mm -hmm. arms at every single moment. And like, he's, um, our pastor made this comparison of like, did anybody have parents that were like, 
you know, always had an ear out for when you were going to say something wrong and they would reprimand you. And like, you would say all the right things, but like, if you would mess up once, like they, that's what they would focus on. Mm -hmm. And he's like, the Lord is just the absolute opposite of that. Like we are constantly messing up and he is just waiting in anticipation for us to just call out to him in, and, and Mm -hmm. it just like was a crazy illustration of like, there really is like, he is like desiring a relationship and desiring to be close to me. And like, even though I will mess up and I will not do what like I want to um like his arms are still going to be outreached and that is what is so encouraging as somebody that consistently fails like I it's not like I'm not going to be there's a net like I feel like at peace because I'm like okay I got excited about this last sermon yesterday was so good I'll send it to you it was really good okay I'll listen to it I honestly have been so bad about I used to listen to sermons like on podcasts but uh, especially when I drove and I think it was driving back and forth to Fayetteville, I would listen to a lot of sermons, uh-huh. but lately I've been listening to so many secular podcasts <laughs> <laughs> that are so entertaining that I just stopped listening to sermons and I probably should get back on it. So maybe this will be my jump start. Maybe I, I did have the thought of actually just now. I say that I had the thought just now that I just uh, this second, this, this second, moment that it might be good for me to like have something like a sermon series that I'm listening to in the car mm-hmm. that's separate than what we're doing at church, you know, just to like be learning different things in different areas of the Bible and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like that might be helpful. I was going to try and think of a question to ask to kind of round it out and end, but I really can't think of any like goals of what we're gonna like we're wanting to strive towards and oh that's a good idea um okay i'll give you the gift of going second (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) you're so you're so welcome um i think for me well this is kind of something that i've already been like thinking about and praying about because i noticed that when i get really stressed or like really anxious or like really busy about things, AKA school. I um, basically just like go into self-survival mode and like don't focus on anybody else and just like try to get myself literally to survive the day. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that especially, so like my first semester, you know, almost a year ago now at this point, I was literally just in survival mode, like trying to make it through the day, like not focusing on anybody else. And I think that now, now that I'm, you know, in school and I'm established and I'm adjusted, like I understand my schedule. I'm a lot more accustomed to like the workload that I'm under. I've been praying a lot this semester about just like seeing other people, like just in general and like asking them, about their day and like where they're at and you know because I'm also a really bad conversationalist with people that I don't know that well or people even that I do know well like I see people in my class every day and I struggle to start conversations with them (laughs) and it's just because I don't know maybe I'm antisocial I'm not sure but not (laughs) I don't know I'm really bad just like starting and continuing conversations and like asking about other people. I've noticed that I have a tendency to talk about myself a lot, even in conversations that I'm having. And so I've been praying a lot about just like being a lot more selfless and like taking my eyes off of myself and 
on to other people and what I can do for them, how I can pray for them. Because I, I also have noticed that a lot of my sin struggles uh, are very like me, like internally focused. And so if I'm putting in effort, that was so loud. <laughs> putting in effort. If I'm, if I'm putting in effort to look at other people, then I'm less likely to look at myself. Therefore, I'm less likely to fall into my typical sin habits. So, yeah. So that's, um, I've been praying that for a long time. Still, I am not that good at it and still need to work on it. So I think that's a goal that I've had for a while that I'm still, you know, trucking through and trying to get better at. So hey, that's a great goal. I think that that's something that is obtainable yet, like, you have to rely on the Lord for that because obviously your flesh is getting you, you know, like having you gravitate towards one thing. So mm -hmm. um, I will be praying for you for that. That works. Wow. English, but what about you? What's Next your goal? One. I think that I just transition. transition. <laughs> I'll put that in. Um, Amazing. I um, I think a goal of mine, thank you for going first. I appreciate that. Um, a goal of mine is that I want to be more consistent, which is always a goal of mine. But second, I think is just to be content with the Lord's will for my life. I am pretty far away from where my family is and life after grad school, after grad school, after undergrad and new jobs and things. I, um, I'm just like not feeling established here and not feeling like I belong. It's just like I'm here at summer camp for an extended amount of time and then I'm going to bust out and like go back. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing to like realize that where I'm at, where I'm at now is not where I need to be. Like I couldn't have come to that conclusion without coming here so like I'm I don't think that this is like a wasted opportunity or wasted time but I definitely am feeling very like forward thinking right now and I'm just like not really being present in where I'm at right now even if right. it's if I'm discontent with it um and so I think I just have a goal of like asking and praying that the Lord gives me opportunities to be present here while I'm here in whatever capacity that means. Um, I think that I can learn a lot from that. I think that I will benefit a lot from that. And who knows, maybe my heart, the Lord will change my heart and my desires and um, things will happen that I was not even expecting. But in this immediate moment, I'm, I'm not feeling like this is my place and where I need to be. So, um, anyway, I think that I just have a goal of being, I think being in the word more and like holding scripture close to my heart. And I found, um, Psalm 51. I like forget that I can, I, I, I get intimidated about praying because I, I never know if I know what the right thing to say is. And so I, um, I'm like, well, I could just pray a psalm over me every day. That's true. Like that would be a really easy thing to pray for. And then it, and it's scripture, which is even better than my own words. Mm. So anyway, that's something that I think I want to try to do more is pray scripture over myself and over others. And um, just like ask for 
ask for the Lord's will to be my own will and desire. And I think that that will all kind of play itself out. Yeah, that's a really, actually a really good idea because I also struggle with prayer a lot. And I've been, you know, I've been doing this Bible study with some girls in my class and we've talked a lot about prayer and just like how powerful it is and how powerful it can be, but also mm-hmm. how we as a church and as a, you know, Christian culture, so right. to say, have just like diminished prayer to be like so unhelpful and un- yeah. like not even a thing. And, but anyway, my point is that I struggle a lot with prayer and that's kind of like the back burner of my Christian life is like, Oh yeah, huh, I forgot to pray. Okay. Well, dear God. And it's like, you just kind of, but praying scripture over yourself and over other people is a really good way for your prayers to be meaningful because yeah. you're literally preaching, not preaching, you're literally praying like God's word over yourself and over people and God's words mean way more than ours do. Amen. So look at you, Carol. That's a good tip. <gasps> Thanks. But yeah, wow, that was really, that was really fun, I think. I loved it. I think that I feel so filled up and I hope that y'all do too and that this wasn't an intimidating conversation, but just one that we hope speaks life and light into your lives and that um, once again, as you can hear that we are, we fall way short of the glory of God and that we are um, sinners in all these different ways and that we are struggling in different ways that most people obviously can't see because sometimes we put on a facade that is not true. And so I, I hope that, um, this was helpful and life-giving for everybody that's listening. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed it. I mean, I definitely did. I liked the, the more authentic, vulnerable side of us yeah. today. Yes. <laughs> and I hope that, uh, yeah, like Carol just said, I hope that it was fun for you, beneficial for you. hope maybe you learned something or, you know, you're motivated to try something different or new. Or if you're not a Christian, maybe, you know, this piqued your interest to look into it more and see yeah. what the Bible has to say. And, uh, if you liked this kind of this was a totally different vibe than we usually do so if you liked it please let us know and if you hated it be like please going back please go back to talking about how carol ripped her butthole i would really rather hear that um let us know too (laughs) there's no right or wrong answers with that one yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah we hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you guys next time bye Bye. oh bye from my new mic (laughs) hope the audio is really good i guess we'll find out (laughs) see